Security. It's one of the ultimate ongoing challenges that companies face. Defending a computing system, keep building higher walls, someone that builds a bigger ladder, and it ever continues. Is there a technological leap that could help? And wouldn't it be great if it could also help with issues surrounding privacy? We've got just one topic today that we'll dig into, the blockchain. I'm John Pryle, and welcome to the Impact Podcast. We're here with William Mugayar. He's an investor, an entrepreneur, but more importantly, from our perspective, he's someone that really deeply understands technology and can do a really good job of translating to what's relevant for businesses today. And we're here as part of our Security First podcast, and William here is going to talk about blockchain with us. Uh, he writes, does a lot of his writing on his own blog, startupmanagement.org, and we're really happy to have you with us here today. Hi, John. So, so blockchain is out there, everyone talks about it. It's pretty clear to us that not everybody understands it yet. So help us understand just a little bit about the basics of what we're kind of calling an infrastructure layer. Sure. So the first thing to uh, remember about the blockchain, it's really, it sits at the intersection of, of three different fields. It's the field of software engineering, it's the field of cryptography, and it's the field of gaming theory. And it's really in the middle of these three fields. And what's really interesting about the blockchain, it's, it's really technology that disrupts other technology. When was the last time that we've seen a single technology that has disrupted other technologies, really? Mm-hmm. If you think about it, it's really the internet. And that was 20 years ago. So the profoundness of the impact of the blockchain is very similar to what the internet gave us 20 years ago. And I remember back then in 94, 95, 96, it was very difficult to explain the internet. Now we take it for granted. (laughs) You ask anybody what the internet is and everybody will give you a different answer. Why? Because each one of us has adopted the internet and made it whatever we wanted it to be. And eventually the same thing will happen with the blockchain. Right now we're still figuring it out. We're trying to understand what it is. And the way I explain it is it is not just one thing. It, it is this, it, it's an, at the first level, it's a technology that is a layer on top of the internet. It's many things. It's a, it's a, it's a layer on the internet. It's also a decentralized database. So it shatters the old paradigm of databases the way we know it. It's also a bunch of decentralized computers. It's a network. It's a peer-to-peer network of computers that are out there into a new cloud. It's also a shared and distributed ledger because the transaction ledger is really at the center of the blockchain. So that ledger thought, and, and we often hear blockchain and Bitcoin almost used interchangeably, and that's probably not fair. The, the use of the word ledger kind of gets us thinking and leaning more towards Bitcoin. So help us put the two in contrast. Right. So the ledger is, is part of the blockchain, mm-hmm. and it is this uh, transaction um, Place where all the tra- it's it's a place where all the transactions are recorded for everybody to see, uh, so that uh, there is transparency in in these transactions, and it's it's a key aspect of uh, keeping track of the state 
of the information that is residing on the blockchain. So the, 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 the ledger is, is really, uh, it's also referred to as the consensus layer of the blockchain. It's really what uh, allows uh, one to, to verify the data on the blockchain. So the internet always started out stateless. So what I'm hearing, we have a decentralized world and we're tracking the states of things. So yes. that's very unique and very powerful. Correct. And at the heart of that, uh, of that new layer is, is trust. So the, the, the blockchain could be likened. Uh, I, I like to say that the blockchain is almost like a dial tone for trust-based services. Wow. And, and it's that layer that we are now putting on top of the web. If you think about it, the first uh, 20 years of the internet, it was mostly about information. It was also about e-commerce. Mm -hmm. And then now we have Bitcoin. Uh, Bitcoin is the biggest laboratory for the blockchain. Uh, Bitcoin is the first application of the blockchain. So sometimes when I talk to banks, uh, they all want to... Uh, not have anything to do with Bitcoin, and they want to leave it alone. But what I tell them is, hey, but let's not dismiss Bitcoin so quickly, because Bitcoin is that laboratory that you can learn. We can all learn from what's being done around Bitcoin. And, and furthermore, now we have new platforms that are blockchain platforms, uh, specifically one that is very prominently emerging right now is one called Ethereum. And Ethereum is almost like a second generation of a blockchain that uh, takes a lot from uh, where what we have done with uh, the Bitcoin blockchain, yep. but takes it further. So if you think that Bitcoin was a perfect blockchain for payments, uh, Ethereum is a perfect blockchain for decentralized applications. And the data as I carry these applications um, will be so, uh, my personal data, for example. Does that get carried with the app? Or will it, will it be running in parallel with an app and, the, and this de decentralized data store? Because I always, we always worry about in the world of the cloud and everything is centralized data. Now, maybe it'll be a, my personal information is mine, and, but that app, maybe within an Ethereum, might need to run it? Right. So the, the trend that's going on right now is that uh, data is going to be more decentralized mm -hmm. in the same way that applications are going to be decentralized. And one thing we're realizing that uh, data has not been encrypted so well between applications. That's why we have those breaches now in these big databases by retailers and, and credit card companies because the central databases are almost becoming too big to manage. And uh, luckily, by, by just luck, the blockchain is arriving now when this is all happening. And the blockchain is, is one of the solutions that could be possible here wow. because uh, the blockchain has sensitized us to the fact that encrypting data and encrypting applications is now becoming easier because the heart of the blockchain is a lot of encryption. So when uh, data is cryptographically secure, now you can make that as part of the application. So what this means is that if you're a developer, you have to think of new ways to architecting your applications, and new ways to, to think about designing your applications, where you have to build the security as a design uh, criteria, not as an after-the-fact criteria. Right. So w what's fascinating to me is, the, like you talk about the, the, 
the fortunate timing, perhaps, against these breaches and too much data. What other examples can we see as we evolve in this in this new world with with um, so many different aspects of this in terms of encryption, decentralization, and the like? So, where, where do you think we're going to go with this? Yeah. So, I mean, there there is good news in this whole thing. The good news is that if you're a developer, uh, you don't have to reinvent. Uh, decentralized security. Uh, there are platforms that are helping us to solve these where security and privacy uh, are part of the design. It's not an afterthought. And some of these uh, technologies are still being worked on. So we are pushing the edges of what can be done in encrypting data uh, within applications. Uh, Ethereum is one of those platforms, uh, other ones being worked on, uh, including one uh, from MIT called Enigma, mm -hmm. which is a decentralized cloud platform based on Bitcoin that guarantees privacy. So users now want privacy to be built in to the applications. Users want more control about their identities. If you think about it today, we have outsourced our identities to Google and to Facebook. Why cannot we, can we not own our identity? Why can we not own our own data? Well, we're on quite a journey. For, for our listening audience here, uh, William's got a tremendous landscape of this world around blockchain uh, on, on the website, on startupmanagement.org slash blog, and I encourage you all to take a look at it because it's, it's quite fascinating on the different piece parts of it. Let's talk a little bit about some of the, the industries. Uh, obviously, we have the R3 consortium. Uh, that's one we, we've talked about. What's happening across the different industries uh, in terms of uh, maybe perhaps order of adoption, early adopters? Yes, but it seems right now that the financial industry, the banks and the capital markets are the ones that are really gunning for it uh, the most aggressively. Uh, rightfully so, because especially in the capital markets uh, and anything to do with the trading of securities and financial instruments, uh, the very big vexing problem they have is, is the, what is called the post-trade settlement. So after a trade is done, uh, you may see it settle in your account, for example, within minutes or seconds. But in reality, the banks or the custodians of those securities are holding it in their books for really three days on average. And that costs a lot of money. So what the blockchain can do, because of the trust factor that is embedded in those transactions, what the blockchain does, it collapses the settlement, the clearing and the settlement phases together into one. And if you think about it, is is like we can think like, why wasn't this not done before? And now that, that real-time collapse saves a lot of money and allows any traders on the buying or the selling side to know that these these instruments are settling in real time. That's a game changer. And that's not currency, which is interesting. This is leveraging the technology. It's not currency. Not a currency. It's point. assets. Yes. It's assets. So what the blockchain is is a value transfer and exchange network. Oh, that's a great way to So it's really that. about the flow of value. The flow of value. And value is not just money. Money is value. But value is more than just money. There are lots of digital assets that represent value, be it financial assets. Uh, anything really in the physical world can be mirrored on the blockchain 
by being mapped with a digital value. And once you put that digital value on the blockchain, it's like, it's like you've given it wheels. You've given it a, a rocket behind it, and now it can move as quickly as the internet. It can be settled, it can be bought, it can be sold, and it can be appreciated that way. Clearly, the way you're just talking about this and privacy and all the other elements, there's so much here. So as we step back and kind of wrap this and talk about blockchain, and more importantly, security and security first, what should companies be doing? I think there's two sides of this. There's the developer side, and the developers are all over uh, the blockchain technologies. It's like a feast for them. <laughs> and uh, every once in a while, new tech. I mean, the last time there was an, uh, as much excitement was when Java came in to the scene. Everybody was uh, into Java program because it was really changing web development. And now we have decentralized app development and, and there's as much excitement. But I also want, I would like the business people to also understand the blockchain. And I think we have a responsibility as business people to understand it from a technology perspective and vice versa, the developers and the technologists have a responsibility to explain it to the business people. So what, in terms of action items, one, uh, think of securing data inside of the applications. Think about decentralizing user data to protect it. Think about ways to encrypt data. And then learn about the blockchain technologies and decentralized technologies. Start to play with it. You have to kind of walk before you can run. It is not a kind of big thing that you just like open the door and it's going to hit you in the face and then the next day you're going to have it. You have to start to take it in small pieces first. Uh, there's this new, new thing called smart contracts, uh, which is really embedding business logic on the blockchain. Uh, if you're a developer, start to learn how to program these smart contracts using these new uh, programming languages like Solidity that Ethereum has developed. And then finally, it has implications for our own identities. Uh, rethink about the identity ownerships uh, for your customers, because they're going to be asking you about that. This is incredible. Um, I, my, way, my way to sum it up is uh, buckle up, because we're in for quite a ride. Um, don't let this train pass you by because it, it really does sound as fundamental as we've heard. And thank you for really reinforcing that message for, for all of our listeners in terms of how critically important this is. And we are looking forward to this and we're looking forward to talking to you again as well. Thank you so very much. Thank you, John. Thank you for taking your time to be with us. This is John Pryle for the Impact Podcast.